Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. Now, Wall Street stocks have hit an all-time high in recent days with strong gains for large tech companies, finally pushing the main U.S. equity benchmark to a new record after a shaky start to the year. So some investors say they expect markets would continue to be choppy, but still optimistic that they would trend upward in the coming months. Now, with all eyes on the U.S. Federal Reserve to make its interest rate decision later tonight, what's expected and how will that move the stock market as well. Well, joining us on the phone today to tell us more is Yap Fukian, who is a senior investment strategist at Standard Chartered. Fukian, welcome back to the show. Hi, Hongbin. Thank you. Hi. Okay, so Fukian, you know, U.S. stocks, they have broken to new record highs last week, in fact. What were the main drivers of this positive momentum? Yeah, if we look at the U.S. S&P 500, I mean, the high from January 2022, it has been acting as a resistance. And it's taken about two years now to break through that. And we see three main drivers for this, for the strong market. First is the strong economic data. For example, the U.S. GDP data and also the PMI data in the U.S. suggesting a recovery in manufacturing while services was still strong. Second is a good earnings in the U.S. The earnings season is ongoing. And uh, last week, we saw that a more than 80% of companies that reported beating earnings expectations. And a third, I would say, is a strong demand for semiconductors, where a leading a global supplier gave very strong forward guidance. And this is positive for the tech sector, which is the biggest sector in the U.S. stock market. I see. You know, how have markets then fared to kickstart this week? Are they still holding on to that positive momentum? I mean, we're halfway through the week now. Yeah. I mean, it started well. We saw a new high on Monday as well, where the market closed about 2% higher than the previous record in 2022. But yesterday or Tuesday, it was flat, pausing a bit, Mm -hmm. as the market is waiting to see the results for some of the big tech giants who are reporting earnings this week. I see. So would you say, you know, fund flows are still supporting U.S. equities? I mean, should investors chase U.S. equities higher given how it has performed so far? Yeah, we've seen recently that investors have been trimming some of their overweight in global equities. But in U.S. equities, investors have actually been adding to their overweight. So this means that U.S. equities, they have been seeing fund inflows at the expense of other major regions. There have been some concerns, though, about whether the U.S. market has moved too fast and too far. And we do like U.S. equities over a 6 to 12 months horizon. And we are overweight on the U.S. But in the short term, with the strong gains already year to date, we think investors who who have enjoyed this gain can trim back some exposure in the U.S. and still maintain an overweight or they can rotate into a more defensive sector like healthcare, which is a preferred sector for us in the U.S. I see. Well, then my question to you, and I believe a lot of investors are wondering as well, should now be the time then to rebalance portfolios? I mean, should investors be trimming their equity exposure or adding more equity exposure? Yeah, I mean, a technical indicator we watch closely is investor diversity indicators of fractals. And uh, this indicator is suggesting two out of three chance of a reversal in global and U.S. equities. So we think investors who are fully invested, they can trim back some of the gains in equities this year and still maintain an overweight position. This is a minor adjustment and still staying invested as we do still like global equities over the next 6-12 months. But for investors who are still building their allocation to equities, 
we think they could use any pullback to add exposure. Uh, we still expect inflation to come down, and as this happens, uh, central banks uh, will be able to cut interest rates, and we think we expect this will be positive for global equities this year. So, if you believe that we would be positive on, you know, global equities. Could we see Wall Street stocks even going higher than the record-breaking highs that we saw last week? Yeah, it, it is possible. I mean, we have drivers like the yields. We'll be watching at that. Earnings is something that's very key. We're undergoing that. But technically, because in the short term it's gone up quite a lot, I would think there could be a pullback. But over the you know, medium term, say six months, yeah, we are positive. They could make new highs. I see. Well, then, if we see Wall Street stocks going higher, how would that also affect Asian markets? Yeah, in Asia, our preferred market is in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like Japan equities. We think it has done well. Uh, we think valuation of Japan is still attractive. If you look at the balance sheets of Japanese companies, they are very strong, and corporate governance improvements mean that they are improving in terms of the share buybacks. And dividend increases that they're putting through. So we are seeing flows. We think domestically there's been some tax changes as well, incentivizing a local Japanese to put money into the market, and we see that coming through. And foreign flows as well. We think still underowned, and there's still scope for foreign flows to come in and uh, support the Japanese equities uh, higher. So we do like Japan. For the other parts of Asia, we have a neutral view. We've got a core holding for Asia X Japan. With China, valuations are very low, but this uh, market sentiment is poor. With India, growth is very good, but valuations are high. And in fact, within uh, Asia X Japan, the market we prefer actually is Korea. Mm. Uh, we're very much driven by technology and semiconductors. And we expect a turn in the semiconductor cycle for the year to be beneficial for the Korea equities. I see. Now on to more important business. Pokan, later this evening, the closely watched Federal Reserve policy decision is due. What are you expecting? Yeah, well, I mean, we expect a pause or no change in interest rate, <laughs> yes. uh, which is in line with consensus. Mm-hmm. Our, our view is for five rate cuts this year or 125 mm. basis points but happening mainly in the second half of the year. Mm, Okay. Of course, though, while it is widely expected that the Fed will stand pat once again, all eyes will be on Jerome Powell. Now, what should investors watch out for in his speech? I think we want to watch for anything he says that impacts the view on timing of Mm -hmm. rate cuts or the magnitude of rate cuts. So Chair Powell suggested back in December that interest rates were at or near the peak of the cycle. Mm-hmm. And given we saw some stronger than expected employment data and inflation data in the past month, mm-hmm. uh, a reiteration that we are at the peak would be reassuring. Mm-hmm. I mean, on timing, the market is pricing in under 50% chance now for cut in March. So if he implies March cut is possible, that would be significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it'd be interesting to see also if he pushes back what the market is pricing in for this year. The market is currently expecting five cuts this year. Mm-hmm. which compares to the three cuts that we see, of course, in the Fed's dot plot back in December. So interesting to see if he pushes back on that. And uh, besides rate cuts, he may give some guidance on the pace of quantitative tightening, and this could also have an impact on the market. Right. Now, as you mentioned, of course, it's now people are, you know, trimming their bets for a March rate cut compared to what we saw back in December. But let's say, you know, hypothetically speaking, let's say if Powell does signal a March rate cut, how will markets likely react? Could we see Wall Street indices, you know, rally further? 
Yeah, I mean, positive for equities. It's unlikely, I think, that he'll give a strong signal. But uh, if he does, if he does, lower rates and lower bond yields, they are positive, especially for growth stocks and the tech companies. And uh, these stocks uh, dominate the U.S. equity market. So indices could rally further. I mean, he's more likely to stay data dependent, I think. Uh, We still have two significant employment data and two significant inflation prints before the March meeting. So four important data points there before March. I see. But, you know, on the other hand, if we see Powell sticking to a higher for longer interest rate mantra, could markets reverse the gains that they saw last week? Yeah, well, given the dot plot in December is already indicating three rate cuts as a median view, mm-hmm. I think the market pretty much sees that as a minimum now that rates will fall by at least 75 basis points this year. If he pushes back on that, if he implies that three rate cut could be too much and rates could be higher, I think the market will weaken. I mean, if he's pushing back against the market expectation for five rate cuts, that could also lead markets lower. But uh, given we are only just in January, I think mm-hmm. he will communicate that decision will depend on the upcoming data. As I said earlier, though, with the diversity indicator looking stretched, technically any hint of a more hawkish tone from Chair Powell, it could be just the excuse the market needs to take some profits. I mean, anything can happen, right? So since, you know, there is still that uncertainty, we don't know which direction that the Fed will go. How should then, you know, investors allocate their assets to mitigate such risks? Well, I mean, be diversified. We advise our clients to hold a diversified foundation portfolio. So if it turns out that rate cuts come sooner, then holding government bonds would benefit as bond yields go lower and equities should also do well there. But if it turns out that inflation is a thicker than expected problem and rates could stay higher, so having something like gold or investments that are correlated with inflation would offer some protection in the portfolio in that scenario. I see. Well, other than the U.S. interest rate decision, then, Fukan, before we let you go here, what should investors be watching out for in the next couple of days? Well, the earnings season is continuing in the U.S., and we have a lot of big technology and Internet companies that are reporting this week. So the guidance for earnings growth this year will be very important. Second, we also have the non-farm payrolls and employment data coming out on Friday. That's a key data point. And third, I would say is the geopolitics, the tensions in the Red Sea, they could lead to higher shipping costs or higher oil prices, and this could impact inflation. Base case is that the conflict there will be contained and limited, but it is important to watch not just the impact on oil, but on shipping routes and whether supply chain disruptions become significant. I see. Well, thank you so much, Fokian, for your time and your insights today. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Hongbin. Thank you. We've been speaking with Yap Fukan, who is a senior investment strategist at Standard Chartered. I'm Hongbin Jung, and this has been Money in the Market. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.